Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Inside the 1 o'clock hour on the fan, we are talking about New York sports. And all sports. Because in New York, we have fans of every sport and every team and people that care about everything from cricket to rugby to, uh, I don't know, Zach Wilson. I'm good on the Zach Wilson conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll resume it. I mean, it never ends. It is the song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Some people started singing it. The Jets, the Jets, the Jets. J-E-T-S, Zach Wilson. The never-ending story featuring quarterback Zach Wilson. Yeah, anyway, um, just looking at NFL stuff, looking at news that's coming out. Can I hit you guys with some news? Why not? I mean, we have calls on everything else. Brian Cashman. So... John Heyman reports that Trevor Bauer's agents, John Fedorov and Rachel Luba, are meeting with teams in hopes of finding uh, Trevor Bauer a job back in MLB. You guys remember Trevor Bauer? He would do the uh, Conor McGregor strut. He won uh, Mickey Mouse Cy Young with the Reds in the uh, 60-game season. Yeah, so Bauer went 10-4 and with a 2.76 ERA for Yokohama. Better learn how to speak Chinese, buddy. Uh, including nine and two with a 1.97 ERA over his last 15 starts. His fastball ticked up one mile an hour on average, hitting a 99.3 max. So, uh, you know, Trevor Bauer is trying to come back to Major League Baseball. <laughs> Call me up. Tell me what team should sign Trevor Bauer. I don't know. Not the Yankees. Can't do it. Can't. can't won't do it. Can't do it. I I know he cleared his name and all that. <laughs> I just laugh. Like remember. Man, people thought him and Rachel Luber were, like, on top of the world. She was in, like, Forbes 30 for 30 as this, like, you know, boss woman agent. And then all that stuff came out with him, and that just came crashing down. I'm like, oh, they had to fall all the way back. He had to go all the way far east to play baseball. But, yeah, somebody will sign him. People don't care. People do not care. They're trying to win. Somebody will sign him for the low. He'll pitch somewhere. Let me think of a scumbag organization that'll pick him up. Oh, the Houston Astros. <laughs> and uh, what other news did I see? 
coming out of the GM meeting. So, man, I'm not looking forward to the winter and these viruses or whatever, but Stephanie Abstein reports a stomach ailment has felled some 10% of executives at MLB's annual offseason kickoff. It's serious enough that the league considered ending the whole thing early. The GM meetings have become the GI meetings. That was at 549. And then she updated it at 12, saying it's definitely a virus, not food poisoning. And as a result, MLB has canceled the rest of the meetings. They ended the GM meetings because everybody's getting sick. I just saw Andy Martino report that he knows three Yankee execs who got this. Not sure about the Mets. As far as I know, it's a bunch of hours, blah, blah, blah. Three Yankee execs got the ailment. They probably were sick of Brian Cashman. Andre's in the Bronx on the fan. What's up, Dre? Hey, how you doing, baby? You know, hanging in there, hosting the show, having a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, man. It's what it is, man. Just keep doing what you do. But check this out, right? Let's Cleveland fix the Yankee, right? Let's say, you know, how opens up the person and he signs. He does every, every year. Soto. Well, no, no, but no, I'm just saying, say he gives it. Because, like you said, the Yankees just can't hit. So, say you bring in a Juan Soto and you bring in the Belgian guy, right? You awesome. still need. But, no, but you're going to still need another bat, too. So like they need like three bats. You need another. You need another another bat if you get Juan Soto and Cody Bellinger. That's two lefty bats. I think Cashman was on record saying we need two outfielders. We need two left-handed bats. Something like that. Let me what, go find it. What, what, I don't think you need much more than that. And I don't think they're getting. I don't think they're getting that. I don't know if they're getting either one of them. Well, and like I don't think so either, right? You know, based on what they've done lately. But at the end of the day. The last couple of years, they have struggled. Even when they went to the playoffs the year before, they have struggled at times to score runs. So they need hitting. And like you said, never bring Trevor Brower in, but then they need pitching. They need pitching. Like I mean, you know, they need to go to Cleveland to see if they can get Shane Beaver finally. They need some starting pitching. Uh, you know, Nathan Evaldi, if he's a free agent, bring him back to New York. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of holes in this thing. I'm telling you, Keith, and you know it. See, you I do are know. diehard Yankee fan. I know. It's funny because you are real. You know, like, you know, like these other guys, they play games, but you are a real diehard Yankee fan, and so am I. So, you know, and as far as Brian Cashman is concerned, you know, um, I guess the reason why they keep him around because they're afraid of what will somebody else be able to do or whatever the case is. But like you're saying, the Yankees are making money, fist over hand. I mean, people are still coming out to support it. And um, and, and we'll see. And tell me what you think. Thank I, you. I got you. Thanks for the call, Dre. And, yeah, um, I, I threw the idea out there to my wife that we're going to spring training and we're bringing the boys. So, I'll figure out, you know, between now and uh, February, let's say, when, you know, you and your crew from the Bronx are going down to George M. Steinbrenner Field, and we'll meet up and we'll have a good time and ain't got nothing to do with Brian Cashman. But Brian Cashman did say that the Yankees need two outfielders, preferably left-handed. They need to reinforce the pitching. And uh, notes that the Yankees infield is at a surplus. (sighs) I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I guess I'm not supposed to know. Surprise me. You know, hit me with some stuff. Make me happy. There were rumors of uh, Jaime Candelario from the Cubs, who was with the Nationals, who I thought the Yankees might get at the trade deadline, but Brian Cashman didn't make a single move because he knew the team was cooked. They weren't about to make a push through the postseason anyway. And uh, there's obviously the obvious 
Shohei Otani, Juan Soto, Cody Bellinger. But like they're not gonna get Otani. I just don't like I haven't been on I don't think Otani wants to be a Yankee. Otani loved killing the Yankees. He does not want to come over here. And they can't sway him to come over here. If he comes over here, Steve Cohen can outbid them and will outbid them and he would go there. Uh Juan Soto is just a trade. But they're gonna prospect hug Spencer Jones and uh Peraza, Volpe, whoever it is, Dominguez. They're they're not gonna give up what AJ Preller wants. For Juan Soto, but they should, right? Surprise me. Surprise me and give up somebody to actually get Juan Soto over here. But then you got to pay him, and he's going to cost a lot. Didn't he turn down like 350 from the Nationals? He's going to cost a lot of money. Cody Bellinger, I fear, because we've seen bad Cody Bellinger. We've seen that swing turn into, like, this dude uh, can't hit air, and... um I know, you know, he went to the north side of Chicago with the go, Cubs, go. And he got right over there. Cubs might be interested in retaining him. They're spending money. But I I fear that Cody Bellinger comes here with the Yankees and it gets toxic and it gets negative. And Cody seems like he eats like two or three edibles a day. It might not be his vibe. It might not be his vibe. And he might revert back into bad Cody Bellinger. Like he might revert. Like he hit over 300 this year. He might revert back to hitting 210, and we can't have another guy in a lineup like that, especially if they give him a lot of money. I'm scared. I don't know. Thomas is in Farmingdale. Thomas, you're on the fan. Keith, my man, what's going on? Just want to say you're the best guy on this station. I emailed you a few weeks back just to reach out. Did I respond? show my support to you. Oh yeah, yeah, you sent me back. Oh my bad. I was, I'm like, sometimes I, I, I get stuff, man. I just, I'm always swimming in messages, but uh, I yeah, think yeah, I you, do remember. You responded in like an hour. I, I really appreciate you writing back. But uh, I do. I have a few points about the Yankees. It frustrates me, and I know it frustrates you, hearing from Cashman and, and Hal that basically we're crazy, and how dare we? feel a certain type of way about what they're doing when we're the ones that go out there, spend our hard-earned money to watch a poor team play, and then them not have any sort of – show any sort of accountability. Hal, Hal did a do. little – that's why I kind of gave Hal a break because Hal said this was unacceptable. The fans didn't get anywhere near what they deserved. And I said, okay, yeah. good, Hal. Good, Hal. But then at the same time – you're talking out of the side of your neck because you said it's unacceptable, but you're not making any change. This was this year was unacceptable, right? Um, what do you say? Uh, a winning record is not an accomplishment; it's a requirement. But we're gonna run it back with this manager, and Brian Cashman is safe. And yet we're we're only making little tweaks and changes. Like that doesn't show me that this is unacceptable. Because when something's unacceptable to me, right? Like if somebody crosses me, if I have a friend that does me wrong, or I have somebody not do something that I like, you're out of here. Exactly. And I just want to talk about. Uh, them bringing in Judge for the off-season conversations. And I feel like this could play out one of two ways. I think that he'll be a great voice to have around and talk about what they need and what they need to focus on. But I also feel that this could turn the team away if Judge is bringing up all these points and no one else is getting a say. Then nah, people can turn Judge around is and a say, God, Judge is a godlike figure. Oh, exactly. You Every 100%. single player talks about Judge as if, like, you know what it is? Because he deserves that. Because it's not just it's not just the, the stuff we see. They see his process, how prepared he is, how thorough he is, the work he puts in, and then the results. I don't think any—he's the captain of the team. 
He's uh, the reigning MVP until Shohei wins. He's the best player on the team. He's homegrown. I don't think anybody's going to have an issue with him talking to Hal except Brian Cashman. <laughs> yeah, Cashman. Cashman's the only one that – because Cashman wants the separation of church and state. He wants the separation of front office and clubhouse. He wants to treat the players like they're just assets, like they're just, you know, numbers, like, you know, analytics in a computer. He doesn't like the fact that two things. Hal swooped in to save the day and offer Judge whatever Judge wanted, right? Aaron, name your price. Done. Brian Cashman didn't do that deal. Brian Cashman tried to offer Judge $237 million on opening day against his wishes. So there's friction there. Like, that is that is Hal, in a way, um, you know, going over Brian's head. And then when Hal is talking to the media, tell him, you know, me and Aaron have been talking about some things. You think Brian Cashman likes him one, doing that. Two, saying that to the media. No, he doesn't. He doesn't no. at all. And Keith, I, I I hear a lot of delusional Yankee fans. Most of them. I would love to get. I would love to get Juan Soto. I would love to get Cody Bellinger. The last caller brought up Shane Bieber. All these guys. We're not going to get any of them. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if we're getting Keith, any of them. Keith, Keith it's going to be. I'm going to turn on. I'm going to turn on ESPN. I'm going to see Cody goes to this team. And Juan Soto goes to this team, and that that moron Cashman is going to do an interview, and he's going to say, you know, we we we, we had a budget. We like what we have on the team. Yeah, we, we had we good have, at yep. bad last year. All this. John BS. Carlos Stanton has been working on his running, and yeah, um, DJ exactly. LeMayu is he, is back to full health. He, he, Anthony he ran, Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo's not concussed. Uh, a bunch of you know, you, you'll hear all that. The young guys are ready to go. Pereira, Peraza, Wells. We 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 believe in what we have. All this nonsense. And then Juan Soto's gonna go put up numbers. Cody's gonna go put up numbers, and we're gonna have the same poor team that we that we've had, that I had to watch all of last year. They'll be better because if Judge is healthy, Judge can will you to victory, like at, at least like you know once a week. <laughs> Keith, you get Keith I, again. You're the best. Thanks for the call, Thomas. Yeah, I know we're down bad because I've seen multiple things on Yankees Twitter where people are adding me like, "Yo, you think." You think Cole is going to opt out and leave this mess so he can go win somewhere else? Cole wants a World Series. He's on record talking about how, you know, he uh, he's about to win the Cy Young. He pitched in the All-Star game. He's the All-Star game starter. The only thing left to do is win a World Series. You think Cole's going to leave? No. I was talking about this last week. I said, Yankee fan today, tomorrow, forever. This guy has a nice place in Greenwich, Connecticut. He's got two little boys. He's got a family. He's set up here. This is where he wanted to be. When he was out west dreaming of being, he just, he's not trying to leave. He wants to win a championship with the Yankees. The next Yankees World Series will be the one. It will be the one glowing, shining one forever. They they can, if the Yankees win a World Series in, the, in this next three to five year window, they don't have to win another World Series for 20, 30 years because this one's going to shine. It's going to shine bright in 4K. Cole ain't going anywhere. He's going to opt out to get that extra year so the Yankees void that year and then add the year 10 on his contract out of the nine-year deal and he gets that extra year because Cole, Cole's not, to me, I don't think Cole is slowing down. I think Cole is figuring out a lot of things all the time. He's always figuring. He's always working. He's always watching baseball. I, I was out in Seattle and listening to him talk. I'm like, this guy's such a baseball nerd. And he, like, remembers. He remembers how he would pitch Jeter, how he would pitch A-Rod. Like, he was thinking about that as a kid. And then Judge, people, you think Judge is going to demand a trade? Bro, what? Someone said to me on Twitter, and it started a little bit of chatter, and I don't, I don't even know 
I like half saw the tweet and like responded to it with a quote tweet. Is there, you know, the one thing to wake Cash and Hal up? Judge requesting a trade. No. Judge doesn't want to go anywhere either. He just rewrote the AL home run record. And he 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 beat a Yankee to do that with a Yankee cap on. He wants to go down in history as number 99. He wants to win a World Series here. When the season ended and you saw a judge peering out into the field at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, you could just see how pissed off he was that this was the first year he wasn't going to the postseason and he missed the most time ever this year. Judge goes nowhere. Cole goes nowhere. Stanton goes nowhere because they're stuck with him. They thought they were finessing by getting Stanton, right? Oh, they thought that trade and having the Marlins take on some of that money, oh, we were finessing. No, the guy's cooked. But, like, I guarantee you you're going to hear that he's working out and he's training. Yeah, he's working with an Olympic sprinting coach. He's going to be able to run the bases. Oh, Rizzo, too. Oh, I mean, hopefully Rizzo's concussion, right, and the, and the terrible version of Rizzo that we saw because he was concussed – Hopefully he completely shakes that and can return to the form that we saw on Mandalorian night, Rizzo Mandalorian bobblehead night, two home run. I'm like, this guy's a dog. He's an all-star. Hopefully we get that version of Rizzo, but Rizzo's getting up there in age. LeMay's getting up there in age. I don't think we we ever see La Machine again, La Machina, DJ LMVP. I don't think we see that again. But he's, he's on the payroll for 15 mil. Uh... Rizzo's on a payroll for 17 mil. These guys are going to play. They're getting up there in age, though. It's like the Yankees are getting back to where they were before Judge came up when it was like, damn, you got uh, Carlos Beltran and Mark Teixeira and A-Rod and uh, Brian McCann. And I don't know, you had like these older guys in 2014, 2015, and you needed to get younger. And that fast, the Baby Bombers came and went. And now we have this new group of talent where it's like, man, I hope they pan out. Volpe, Wells, Peraza, Pereira, Cabrera, because these guys aren't making any money. You mix them in with the proven veterans that are making some money, and then if you get some guys that are in the middle of the pack age-wise that aren't over 30, maybe you you know might have a little bit of a squad, but it's got to be a mixture of things. And uh, I don't know. They just have shown me their arrogance that they think – that they're doing everything right. We, we kind of knew that, too, when they were supposed to be audited by an outside group. Oh, now they're not audited by uh, an outside group or whatever. They're not. There's not a real audit because, like, Cashman does not want to be checked. He thinks he's really good because he's living in the past and he's ignoring the, the current state of the New York Yankees. He sees fans with fire Cashman shirts and, and he's offended. How dare you? All that I've done, my life's work here, but... All around us, we see GMs get fired. All around us, we see head coaches get fired. All around us, we see players cut, traded, out of here. Not good enough. Not with the Yankees. Not with the Yankees. These are Yankees. They're different. They're different. Shout out to Jeff Heckelman or anyone that knows Heckelman. When I was in the fan cave, I come in as this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Yankee fan. He told me, man, there are 29 teams and the New York Yankees. The Yankees are not like any other team in baseball. They march to the beat of their own drum. They do their own thing all the time. And I've told you guys this example. Like some of the cave dwellers got care packages. Like the Chicago White Sox uh, cave dweller got a care package from the White Sox. Congrats on making the fan cave being in New York. The Marlins fans, congrats. Here's some Marlins swag to rep the Marlins in the MLB fan cave. Dodgers fan, I'm right here in New York. I'm like, oh. When are the, when am I when am I gonna meet the Yankees? When am I gonna talk to the Yankees? Are the Yankees gonna send me a, a care package? Crickets. 
They ain't care about me. They ain't care about the fan cave. It's got nothing to do. They're not making no money off me. They're not making money off of the MLB fan cave. Fast forward some eight, nine years, and here I am. Kenny's in Brooklyn. What's up, Kenny? You got it. Hey, Key, what's going on, man? You know, watching MLB Network, talking about the Yankees, hosting same on all, the Same old, just earning that paycheck, man. You go ahead, do your thing, man. Do your thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I call, I call to talk about my, my, my terrible, pathetic Jets. But um, real quick, though, man, I looked up your uh, host, the host on WFA. I don't see your picture on here, man. You need to talk to somebody. Where? What, what'd on, you look uh, up? On, on Google. We do a Google host for WFAN. Your picture does not even come up at the end. Maybe because you just knew, knew. But I'm like, yo, what's up? Nah, you, I'm stealth. You need to talk to somebody, bro. I ain't tripping off that. I mean, not for nothing. Well, they pay you, right? Or they pay you. Okay, I get it. Nah, get... and like, not for nothing. I got plenty followers. I got plenty people sending me messages. Even I, I'm not low at all. When I start, like... In this mm. last two years that I've been on WFAN, I can't even talk in certain places without people being like, yo, I know that voice. Okay. Like, yeah, like, not for nothing. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be found. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want private life to keep it. I'm not low at all. I can't I can't do half the stuff I used to do for real. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why because you're good, man. So you keep doing what you're doing. But let me get back to my Jets. I've been a, a, a Jet fan for over 50 years, man. I've seen it, seen it all, okay? We need to be blaming the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, and the GM. That, Nathaniel Hackett and the GM, they're not getting enough blame. I feel sorry for this kid. I mean, I, I don't like him as quarterback, but he looks like he's ready to cry sometimes. The Cause amount- he, yeah, because he's in hell, man. It sucks. Yeah. I know. I know what it's like when you're just not good enough, man. You yeah. want to cry. You want to cry because you can't do it. I, yeah, I remember being friend, in college and, 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 and getting my ass kicked on the field, and I just wanted to be better. But it's like yeah. these guys are bigger, faster, stronger. The playbook is more complicated. The defense is more complicated. It, right, it's, right. it's hard. Playing quarterback is really hard to do. That's my point. That's just why he's above his head, and they know that. They, they, they know it, yeah. They know that. And they're, letting, they're, they're trying to force it out of them, and it's it's like – the the kid has athletic ability, arm strength, all of that. But he, what he does not have, mentally, which still, yeah, mental. it hasn't clicked upstairs yeah. yet. And it's his mental. That's the problem. And I see it in his eye. He looks scared. They he's really, not processing the information. And you know what? The moment gets too big. I keep yeah. going back to the first throw he made on Monday Night Football. That's a gimme. That's yeah, easy. Yeah. That's on yeah. air. Even the host talked about it, yeah. That's yeah. bad. That was a sign that it was going to be a bad night. He didn't even get the the easy completion on first down with no one in his face and open targets, two open targets. Pick one. He but, yeah, he wasn't ready. Not- the ball sailed into the into the sideline, and I'm like, that is bad. Didn't you warm up? But the, this is my point. Stop piling on the kid. It's not his fault. Get at the GM. The GM but it is hiding. because Go it's his job. It, it's his job, right? You know, because they would pile on me if I came to WFAN and I collected my check and I didn't know about anything. They would pile on me if I got on the mic and consistently said things wrong. They'd pile on me if I couldn't talk about football, basketball, baseball. I picked up hockey. Like, it's my job. It's your responsibility, Zach Wilson. You have the the talent. Get better. Do Like, do what you have to do. We shouldn't put any blame on the GM. No, I I called them. I was on Monday night after after the game. I called him to the front of the congregation. I said, Nathaniel Hackett, why is he throwing the ball 50 times? Thank you. Joe Douglas, you did this. You could have had another quarterback in there knowing you had a 40-year-old quarterback and a faulty line. 
Thank you. You're right. That's all right. That's right. Okay. You guys are the grown men. This this is a, this is a grown man in Zach Wilson, but he's really a little boy in the league. He looks like a little boy. He's like 23, 24. These yeah, grown men. Scared. These grown men defaulted into this, and they're costing everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think we need to call out Hackett more. I'd love to see him on the pulpit more and really grill him because he's just. They need to go to like a double tight end. Something give the kid more options. Roll them they up. Have, that's else. the thing I just was saying. I've watched. They they've tried to run different formations and schemes. It's not it's not always a formation and scheme. It starts and ends with the quarterback. When, mm. when it's there, he's not taking it. He's leaving meat on the bone. He leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, he's holding yeah. on to the ball too long when they do block, and all of that is making these guys press. All of that is making these guys think they have to be perfect. Like, you're listening to Sauce Gardner talking about, yeah, well, we got to score. It's not the defense's job to score. That's true. true. The fact that he's even, like, like they have it pro. Michael Clemens is trying to scoop and score instead of jumping on the ball because he's thinking, this is my opportunity to get us points. You're not like that, bro. You're a D lineman. You put your hand in the ground. You you rush the passer. You're not athletic enough to scoop and score. But it's in your mind that you have to do that because Zach Wilson is that bad. So you think Salah is saying one thing to us but saying something else behind the scenes? Nope. Being real behind the scenes and saying this kid can't do it? He's a prisoner. He He's trapped. He's For stuck Salah? in it. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. He's the head coach of the Jets, and they're going through the same thing they did last year. But there is no Mike White this year. And he, what he's telling the, the, the fans and the media, they well, know. Who's responsible? Then the general manager. That's a general manager's call for not getting somebody in, right? That's what I'm saying. They signed Trevor Simeon to be a practice arm. There were plenty other options. The Rams just signed Carson the Wentz. The so Vikings the just traded yeah, for Josh so Dobbs. Rumor has it Jacoby Brissett was available because Sam Howe actually is the guy for the commanders. So like, that's- GM's fault. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. It's a fireable offense if they nosedive and they keep starting Zach Wilson. I've said this on air a bunch. I can't think of another time in NFL history that we've seen a quarterback that wasn't good enough get run out there this many times. They don't do that because they yeah. because they know you your your locker room is going to revolt. It's not about one guy, it's a team game. That's why I say it was on this GM. He didn't have enough. He didn't get in a good. It's on you to make a change. They the Falcons drafted Desmond Ritter in the second round, right? Marcus Mariota couldn't do it last year. They went to Ritter. Ritter couldn't get it done this year. He was turning the ball over. He wasn't effective enough. He wasn't consistent enough. Taylor Heineke is now the starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry, right? Taylor Heineke just got there. He was with the Commanders last year, right? Yeah, there is no favoritism. There is no oh, we drafted you this high, so we're stuck with you. You you play the next guy if the first guy doesn't get it done at every position. There's no other position on the field that they wouldn't pull a guy right. If if Sauce Gardner was consistently getting burnt and giving up touchdowns, his ass would be on the bench. That's why I said we got to blame the GM. For you got a 39 year old quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, and you don't have a viable backup. It was negligent. And, and here we are. We got to call him out more. Is what I'm saying. He needs. It, it, we it, do. A lot of it's on him for this. Yo, Keith, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you. Keep doing your thing. All right. I'm gonna listen to you every night. All right. Thank you, Kenny. And thanks for the Google search. Um, I'm good on the like. I don't care. I don't know what you what you might have searched, and my face didn't come up. That's perfectly fine. This is radio. There's some people listening, and they have no idea what I look like, and that is fine. <laughs> like, it is all good. 
Uh, this radio is powerful. You've heard me say that a bunch. This radio is powerful, bro. This microphone has a lot of power. It reaches a lot of people. I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. I've got like 33,000 Twitter followers, 13,000 Instagram followers, YouTube subscribers, TikTok. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm as visible as I've ever been. I know they feel me. I know they hear me. And if WFAN forgot to put my picture on something, thank you, WFAN. I am the nighttime host. It is 1.30 in the morning. I'm not I'm not Greg Giannotti. I'm not Brandon Tierney. I've been doing this for two years, and I came out of nowhere. I came from the internet. I came from podcasts and YouTube and stuff. I am happy. I'm blessed. When you what when you hear people call, what do I say? I'm blessed. Happy to be here. This is fun. This is what I do. I could talk sports with any human being on the planet, any sport, any league, any city, any team. Let's take a break here, and then maybe you'll call me up and talk sports to end my show. And um, if I'm not on Google, good, good, because I'm 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 so easy to find now, and it's getting weird now when you don't know if somebody like it's changed how I meet people. I'm so used to like I I, I sound foolish when someone comes up to me at the Devils game. This guy came up to the Devils game. Yo, what's up, Keith, man? Uh, I'm a big fan, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm just like, I still said to him, uh, like, yeah, I'm Keith. Nice to meet you. Like, I know you're Keith. I still, like, I still introduce myself to people when they already know who I am. So I'm good. I don't need to be on Google. 877-337-6666. BRB. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Commissioner Bud Selig announced today that third baseman Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees has been suspended without pay for the remainder of the 2013 championship season and postseason and the entire 2014 championship season. You tell me why I should serve one inning. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Right back at it, man. Thanks for continuing to listen through all of the ads and the commercials and the breaks. Like, I appreciate y'all for doing that. Because I know when I listen sometimes, I hear some commercials that I don't want to hear. Odyssey will play some some commercials that I'm like, what is this? And I'm out, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. But luckily, you can pause. You can rewind. You can go back in the free Odyssey app. Keith McPherson on the fan. 
just for fun, I went ahead and Googled WFAN hosts. And uh, no, my picture does not come up. But um, <laughs> a bunch of other people come up that aren't on WFAN anymore. Bart Scott, Don Imus, Michael K, Ed Coleman, Craig Carton, Chris Russo, Sid Rosenberg. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about that. But then as I scroll down, there is a link on air host and shows WFAN. And when you click on that, Mike Francesa, Bob Salter, Boomer Esiason, Chris Moore, Ed Randall, Greg Giannotti, Richard Neer, Rick Wolf, Steve Summers. And then that's where it ends. But I kept scrolling down. And then it gives you the suggestions. Who is the female host on WFAN? Danielle McCartan. And then if you keep going, there's a bunch of, like, random questions. And my face does pop up once you get to images for WFAN hosts. I am the good-looking black guy with the hair back. I got, like, a headband on. I think I had a bandana on to pull my hair back. My hair is too long, honestly. Long hair, don't care. Might have the longest hair on the fan. We have uh, some folks on the fan that host shows that are challenged in that department. I think I win that category as far as longest hair. But I'm visible. I'm on there. And if you keep scrolling, it says Keith McPherson, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. But they fooled y'all because it's 1.40 in the morning and I come on after the games. So that time slot, that happens like once a week, uh, Tuesday. We call that KM to AM. This is KM to 2 a.m. And I'd like to take the rest of my calls and close another great night and another great show as we proceed right here on the fan. Milton, out in Brooklyn. That's my guy. What's up, Milton? The Cowbell Man. Hey, what's going on, Keith? You I know. I see you tonight, and I just figured I'd give you a call. You know, I'm still supporting you. Of and, course, uh, man. Uh, I, who was I talking? I was talking to Mark Balls. Uh, mm-hmm. Balls said, did I invite you to the Christmas party? I'm like, Balls. You like you don't have to personally invite me to the Christmas party, bro. I'm like I got a bunch of invites and I saw it on Facebook and I know I went the last two years, so I probably see you there if you're pulling up to that. Maybe, maybe. I don't but know if I can is, definitely get there either. With you know, it's a weekend <laughs> with, with the wife and the baby. Yeah, I mean, I'll try, but I can't make any promises. But I want to get into this Jets thing. Of and, course you, you know, do. Of course. <laughs> What what what's confusing me? It's even you and some other people is the perception that most Jet fans are defending or even thinking or even mentioning Zach Wilson as the quarterback or a quarterback. Most Jet fans that I know, we all know that he's not good. Who well, you got to be screaming about? And I don't know why you keep mentioning Zach Wilson. What you got to be screaming about is the owner. And the and and the facade and the wool being pulled over everybody's eyes and the embarrassment and the and what I mean if a fan could, if any fan could sue a franchise it should be a Jet fan right now because what's happening is the actual truth is almost mind-boggling you think it wouldn't be able to be happening in professional sports but I'm going to tell you what's happening okay what's happening is this embarrassing franchise and I've been a fan since like '81 they have put all their eggs into one basket. I mean, you had six months of the build. I mean, this was like, you know, old school WWF. Like, they built you up for one fight, and it was great because you had the whole year. You never seen good wrestlers fight until the end, and it was WrestleMania meant something. <laughs> this was the, the ultimate buildup, 
You know, you had the storyline, you had the drama, you had this guy coming here, and then you had hard knocks, just all focused on this guy. And and you begged this guy to come here, you made that trade, he fell in love with New York, he's showing his passion for you, you're showing the passion for him, it's in love at first sight. I mean, we're in love, okay? And this all happens, and then on the first date, before you even eat, the girl has to go to the hospital because something happened. This guy gets hurt. And these guys are literally going against simple fact is this. They're not getting another quarterback because they didn't want to hurt Rogers' feelings. Yeah. They don't want somebody to steal his thunder. They don't want somebody to possibly win a Super Bowl while he's trying to recover. You know, if you look at what happened to the guy in Philadelphia, but that just got signed by the Rams, who I wanted the Jets to sign. Carson Wentz. Believe it or not. When his team won that Super Bowl, his life was over. Yeah. Because he was going to be, he was, I don't know if he won the MVP or he was going to be the MVP. So he was going to be the MVP, but he got hurt. He was like 11-1 and one on top of the world. You get a backup quarterback that goes in there and wins the Super Bowl with your team. I mean, how hard is it for him to come back? He can't, he can't top it. He can't top it. He could just probably try to win. You know, and that wasn't going to happen. And we're going to win back-to-back. And you think that Rodgers was going to have the energy and the and the, and the the same fire to want to come back and go on Pat McAfee every day showing how fast he's trying to recover for this team? He made a deal with the owner and said, listen, I'm going to come back. I promise you. Just don't get nobody. Stick with Zach because I'm going to help him. And I'll get you at least. I promise you that you guys will still be in the playoffs. So he's convinced the owner, the GM, the coach and everybody and all the players on the team and all the media that he's going to come back with this miracle, which I don't believe is going to happen. But if it does, you know what? It'd be a great story. So to me, this is just all about backing up a quarterback who's played four plays for us. And he, they're hurting us as the fans. They could have made somebody else. And they know that. How come me and you, and anybody who just watches football knows that any decent quarterback would take this team to the playoffs in their sleep. The top three defense, I mean, weapons all over the place. You know, like, come on. It's too. Yeah, the quarterback that they have was able to win three games in a row, and it, and it got quiet, you know? Thanks for the call, Milton. I think Milton dropped off. That's my guy, though. Cowbell man, bleacher creatures on both sides of the phone. I'll take it from there, Milton. That's a great take. Aaron Rodgers, it's still all about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is dropping back, throwing the ball 50 yards. Who cares? He can't help the team. He played four snaps for the team. This isn't your your legacy quarterback. This isn't a guy. This is it'd be one thing if this if he was still in Green Bay and they had that love for him. We got all his love for a guy that played four snaps. And I do think that it's part of Aaron Rodgers' whole, oh, I'm going to you know, I'm I'm going to repair my image when I come to New York. On my way out of Green Bay, they talked about how I didn't want to hang out with my teammates. Now I'm hanging out with my teammates at Broadway plays, at Rangers games, at Knicks games. Oh, they said I didn't want to mentor Jordan Love. Well, I'll mentor Zach Wilson. I already have his number. We text. I, I already have a relationship with the kid. So what I'll do is put my arm around him, sprinkle some ayahuasca pixie dusk on him, and uh, uh, breathe in him, um, you know, breathe on him, and he's just going to become an NFL quarterback in three years. Well, that didn't get to happen. The night Aaron Rodgers went down, I had a show. It turned into a five-hour KM to AM because the Yankees got postponed against the Red Sox, and I said they have to do something now. It was an oversight. 
to say, oh, yeah, we can go into the season as with Zach as our QB, too. We can sign Tim Boyle, who's really just a sideline guy, a, a headset guy, a, a clipboard guy. You know, he's played, I think, one game in the NFL. We can sign him to be a practice arm. We can cut Chris Streveler. Zach can be our QB, too. You have a 39-year-old quarterback. Your, your offensive line was faulty. We knew that when they had uh, scrimmages against the Bucks, And that sent the alert up to everybody. Hey, hold on. Aaron Rodgers talking about this line. This line ain't that good. So if you knew the line wasn't good and your quarterback is old, he had a calf injury in OTAs. Just doing a, a little bit of movement, he, he strained his calf in OTAs. Why did you overlook this? And why are you continuing to overlook it? After you took a nosedive last year, when you went to Mike White, you made this same quarterback a healthy scratch. You made him inactive. He he was not dressed. You and and the year later, you you expect him to be leaps and bounds better. I guess he's improved some, but not enough. Not enough. It's it's a crazy story, man. The 30 for 30 that comes out in like 10 years with all of this is, is going to be the tell-all. The books that come out, the, because this makes no sense. You're wasting a lot of talented players. You're wasting a defense that I think they got stronger this year. I watch them I'm like, these guys are incredible. They neutralize everybody. But then when you watch the offense, it's three and out. Punt. I mean, imagine you didn't have the punter you have. Like There, there are quarterbacks out there that could help. And you've passed on them. And when they did sign a quarterback and we found out it was Trevor Simeon, it's like, come on now. But a lot of us said, whatever, he's going to be better than Zach. Get him ready. And here we are. It's It's been over a month since they signed him. The guy was in street clothes on Monday Night Football. What are you waiting for? It, because they were able to beat the Broncos, you know, beat the Eagle, beat the Broncos, Eagles, and Giants, that, quiet, that quieted the noise some. Okay, you beat three teams, winning cures all. If you lose these two games to the Raiders and Chargers, peer-tier teams in the AFC that are fighting for the same wild-card spot as you, it's going to get loud. It's already getting loud. Just off of the six points that you scored on Monday Night Football, it's going to get loud. And you will not be able to roll into the division games against the Bills and the Dolphins with Zach Wilson at quarterback. You're going to have to play Tim Boyle. You're going to have to play Trevor Simeon. People are going to demand it. You're inside your own walls. They're going to demand it. Chris is in Wappinger's Fall? Wappinger's Fall? Yeah. Wappinger Falls. What's up, Chris? Hey, thank you for having me. Love your show. And it is uh, Wappinger's Falls. Um, I just wanted to ask you, so who would you start? Let's say if you could pick from anybody, realistically, right now, you're the Jets. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. No, no, no. Tim Boyle was was in preseason with this team. We did see Tim Boyle with this team, with his teammates. He's been around them for months. We saw him. He knows the offense. He knows Nathaniel Hackett's offense. He was with the Packers. They specifically brought him in because of that. This guy was there. I, I. That's who you play. That's who you play. And if he is terrible for a drive, a quarter, a half, I'd give him a whole game. I just don't think that he can be that much of a drop-off from Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson is already bottom of the barrel, bottom of the bottom, bottom of the league. No, I, I agree with you. Whenever I go to see them, like, I'm going to go see them on uh, December 3rd. Like, I just, I'm in fear to watch him play. 
But at the same time, too, I feel like everyone forgets about Cam Newton. He's a free agent. He's not nothing special, but he's definitely way better than Zach Wilson. Did you hear Cam Newton's stupid comments about the Jets? No, I did not hear that. Cam Newton is acting like uh, he's got, you know, too much money. He said $5.5 million wasn't enough to sign with the Jets. Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, he is. That was October 6th. I, when I heard that, I'm like, idiot, do you want to be in the league or no? Do you want your legacy to 5.5 million? Because he was saying basically like, oh, if I come in there, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'll go find exactly what he said. Oh, he yeah. Said, it, yeah, here, this is what he said. He's acting like he's he's acting like like what we saw of Cam Newton last year with the Carolina Panthers. He's not him anymore. He said, you're not about to sit here and penny pinch me, bro. I'm not about to sit up here and sign no $5.5 million deal. What? I know. And you know what it is, too, is also when he was on the Patriots before that, he was nothing special either. Most of the time, he would just carry the ball. He would just carry. He wouldn't really throw he it could, that He well. can't run anymore, and he's not that, that accurate, and he's not that great throwing the ball. So, I like, $5.5 million? If you actually had a conversation with Joe Douglas and that's what they said they were going to pay you, you're a fool. Yeah, you went on a podcast with RG three to tell the world that that five point five million is penny pinching you, Cam. I know you made a lot of money in your career, but you could come in and be the savior for a year and make five point five million, and that could turn into another money tree for you right here in New York. That's true. He was also talking smack about uh, paying a million dollars for his number for the Panthers, and he yeah, didn't with Jimmy Clausen. Yep. Yeah, a lot well. of talk. A lot of talk from Cam. That's what he does now. His new career. A lot of guys in yeah. their career, podcasting, videos on Instagram. He's cooked. He's done. He'll never play in the NFL again. Yeah, it's true. It's not a good look for him. But uh, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. I think it's simple, folks. How much worse can Tim Boyle be than Zach Wilson? I get it. The offensive line sucks. I get it. The play caller sucks. But you have to make a change. You see this all the time. Mac Jones is terrible. Put Bailey Zappi in. Because we these games are precious. These weeks are precious. These seasons are precious to us. I can't imagine being an NFL player. I would be losing my mind right now. What are y'all doing? Make the change, right? Make the change. If the kid is leaving open receivers, and I and I get it, right? He's, he completed 33 passes, so he did make some throws. But ultimately, the game is about getting into the end zone and scoring points. If you're not doing that, I don't care if you make a couple throws. If you're not moving the sticks, if you're not converting third downs and you're taking sacks and you're fumbling the ball, I have to make a change. Tim Boyle is able-bodied. I'm good friends with Tim Boyle's quarterback coach. If Tim Boyle enters the game, I will have him on the fan with me. And if it's not Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon has been around long enough that he should be ready to step in and complete some passes and just change the vibe or energy. I bet those guys would come alive differently just saying, oh, they did it. They w- it would give them new life. Last call of the night goes to Mike and Merrick. What you got for us, Mike? Yo, Keith. Yo. Yo, Keith. Yo, what up, Mike? Let's go, Rangers. I, I can't echo that. Why? Because I do the, woo, let's go, Devils. No, 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 Keith, I'm telling you right now. Rangers will go 81 and 2. 81 and 2. 81 and 2. So 81 and 2, 
three games. Okay, the Rangers look good though. I'm not I'm not hating on the Rangers. I've been watching them. I think this uh Peter Lavalette move, Gerard Gallant is somewhere scratching his head about right now. And uh the Rangers, despite you know, the injuries that they like they're still rolling and uh I, I definitely talk some smack about how the Devils own the Rangers and I might have to back some of that up, especially if uh Jack Hughes isn't on the ice when that time comes. That's right. And Gabe, remember, Boomer, Boomer. Oh, I'm well aware. Boomer will have your head. Yeah, I'm well aware. November will have your head. November 18th is coming up. Rangers at Devils. I should probably go. I should probably not go, actually. (laughs) Keith, I'm telling you right now. Boomer will have your head tomorrow morning when he sees you. I know he's he's a big Rangers guy. No nobody cares Babe. about hockey boomer. Nah, he you know, he does. Yeah, no. Keith, the Rangers Keith, are the Rangers are good, man. I, I I give them all the credit. The Rangers are doing it. Keith, you know why? You know why they have boomer good players. Was, they no, they, they have two what? good goalies. Why why boomer will have my head? Because I'm a Devils fan. And no, um, no, no, Keith, I know why. Boomer has the Rangers. He can take it hard. Oh yeah, boomer's the guy. You know, he goes no. to the games, he reps the Rangers, the Rangers in first place. What can I say? But the Puma has the season ticket hardest. The Rangers season ticket hardest. He knows all of them? No, I said Puma has a New York Rangers. He is a New York Rangers season ticket holder. And he knows yes. all of the New York Rangers season ticket holders. And he has the pulse of the New York Rangers season ticket holders. And yeah. In, uh,. Nine days. Rangers at Devils. Not looking forward to it the way I once was, but it's hockey. You never know. Maybe Jack Hughes will return for that game. He's week to week. Nine days. Maybe Jack is back when the rags come across the river to face my Devils. All right, I'm out of here, y'all. C-Mac is coming up next. Thank you guys for calling and tweeting and Googling my name and listening to my show. Whether you're supportive or you're a hater, I appreciate you. It's all the same. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to 2 a.m. That's it. The Midnight Ride. Mac is back next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.